record hello and welcome to the outliers liars 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 i thought i'd try something new for the intro today i'd be a liar if i said that wasn't cringe okay okay you know what (laughs) fuck you nobody needs your opinion you are you are a replaceable aspect on this show that that is true so tyler i'm mclean i i'm the host of this show i control everything and with me who because i allow him to is um your trusty subordinate tyler (laughs) Uh, tyler (laughs) how you doing ain't watch anything new um, I finally finished the um, uh, Squid Game t- this morning, uh, and I'm not okay. I, so, I've been watching Star Trek Lower Decks, which has been kind of funny. Anyway, completely different vibes. I yeah. am emotionally, <laughs> I'm emotionally drained. You're but like, hey, Squid is, Game is so pretty sh- cool. Show about a lot of people. A lot of people died inside what we're talking about, which is German tanks and why a few of them are stupid. Anyway, uh, thank you for Tyler, the visual aid. What do you know about uh, German tanks? Uh, I know that they're tanks and they have Germans in them. Mm. Uh, anything else like from <laughs> movies, TV? Um, they got guns on them. Uh, they're built by uh, Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, they use them in World War II and uh, yeah. they're big. Yeah. And, made of metal <laughs> yeah so tyler <coughs> the tank was invented in world war one and invented by the british the, yes, first, the t- british the first this caused a problem the germans quickly needed to invent a tank so they invented the uh the a7v however they only built 20 of them where the british had built 150 mark ones and several more other tanks so quickly outnumbered and they were also really big and dumb which is a pattern that will so they had a 57 millimeter artillery place six machine guns at a top speed of under 10 miles per hour 31 tons in mass 24 feet tall 10 10 feet two inches uh, wide and 10 feet 10 inches tall what do you think of this monstrosity tyler i can run faster than it (laughs) Are you good? Uh, I'm good. I have a cough. Besides that, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I can run faster than this bitch, and I am not in. I am not remotely in shape. Yeah, this thing was built like built big. It, this was. It can last longer this, than me. Keep in mind, <laughs> this is built. This they were building these essentially to be landships. Landship was the kind of the term given to early tanks too. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is the first German tank that was built. Um, as you can see, it's big. It's, like, really big, right? Like, look at how many dudes. And they shoved, like, I think, um, if I remember, is 18 was the crew. I forgot. Oh, yeah, 18 crewmen. Yep, there it is right there. So you were in there with 18 other smelly Germans. Whoa. <laughs> They they're smelly because it was World War One, not because they're German. And, <laughs> I understand. It was just the way you said it. it was like all the freaking smelly Germans in this tank. Oh boy! 
<laughs> Listen, I feel like if anybody has the right to be upset with the Germans, especially when we're going to talk it's about us. the next... Yeah, it's us. Yeah, okay, yeah. Anyway, so this, for the time, was pretty standard. They only ever built 20 of them because Germany was running out of supplies and food, which, again, becomes a pattern later on. But, uh, yeah. Tyler, would you want to be inside this tank? I mean, if I get to be around a bunch of uh, smelly dudes, then hell yeah. Just pressed into a giant death trap with a bunch of your buddies. Yeah, yeah. Just a I mean, bunch it was, of bros it was basically a bunker. It looks like they a box. Kiss. It looks like a caboose from a fucking train. But yeah, I was so now um, between that period of time, a few things happened. Uh, Germany had some radical new politics. Um, they were Nazis now, and they were seeking to take over the world. Um, and tanks had become much more important. The interwar period was spent with you know everybody kind of throwing everything into um developing the uh tanks so now we're here what do you think of this little tank it looks like (laughs) it looks really funny (laughs) yeah so this is it's very very uh very stark contrast Mm mm-hmm so this was the Panzer one, it was, and it was built for this size for several reasons. One, which is the Germany technically wasn't supposed to have tanks, so they built a lot of small things and called them tractors. This was one of them. And then when it was ready to see combat, they added machine guns and stuff. Um, this served in like the Chinese theater, World War II, in some in early fronts, and in Spanish Civil War alongside the, the Panzer II, which we'll talk about. Didn't see as much combat as the others we'll talk about, but it was the basis of the Panzers. Um, it was basically a mo- moving machine gun post. Like that's the idea of early tanks is that like pretty much built with the idea we can move machine guns. It topped out 16 miles per hour. Can you run faster than still, Tyler? Uh, no. Okay. I've been surpassed. You are faster than like three of the tanks on this list though. Cool. Me versus a tank who wins. <laughs> uh, this, this one kind of looks like <laughs> one of those like battery part powered cars that you get for like children. Like yes. I'm pretty sure I had something like this. <laughs> you just see, you just flashback like 15 years ago, you'd see a tiny Tyler driving around in a car that's not too dissimilar from this tank. <laughs> uh, oh my god we need i, I love i love the image of just like you as a child driving a panzer one because your parents <laughs> thought that that's what you wanted anyway mommy so mommy this, can i get a tank for christmas <laughs> so it was crewed by uh two men a commander and a driver which is kind of like this podcast there was one guy giving the title commander another guy just had to do what he said yeah mm-hmm um and much and you know actually it's funny the the german armored is what we base the structure of this podcast off of so anybody else will is given a role will have to take the same position in a tank as the as a crewman on a tank so um this vehicle was three 13 feet long two inches uh 16 feet and four inches in height and six sorry not 16 six feet in height and six foot five inches in width. I can lay down and I'm almost as tall as this tank in width and height. And I'm standing, I'm almost as tall as this tank. Yeah. I could beat it. Yeah. And now here's the thing two of us were shoved inside of the, this thing. Oh, damn. That's so me and you were getting real close to 
Yeah. So, my dad listens to this, by the way. He's oh, sorry. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not changing anything about how we do this show. Sorry, dad. You're going to hear some weird jokes. Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, imagine. So basically, you know, me and you are both like six foot tall. Yeah, oh, roughly. Now imagine shoving us into one of the, these things. Because it's not six foot two. That's just how tall it is standing if you stood next to it. Inside, it's pretty cramped. Do they have like tiny, uh, so like like short kings, like five foot five people in there, or are they are they? Sh- I don't, I don't know. They, I think they. There? I think the average height at the time was still pretty tall, so they were just finding guys that were like average height and shoving them in. It's it would be uncomfortable if you were a small guy too, though. I mean, it, it's re- uncomfortable regardless, but I'm yeah. sure uh, if. If they I mean, put if a you look man at Hans and Fritz in there, the in the tankers' uniforms, they would have to have their asses shoved in there, and like you already see, basically he's the size of the turret. So there's another guy like sitting in the front by the shoes of like fucking Otto von uh, Schlichter with the <laughs> binoculars there. Dude, anyway. I feel lied to. This picture has it says crewed by two people. There's three people in this picture. Oh, One of them's got to go. He's clearly wearing an infantry uniform. Um, the Panzer II, the sequel. Um, seeing a lot of action invasion film, these were some of the light tanks that served in World War II in the German army. Um, even serving in Spanish Civil War and in this time in Spanish Civil War, they kind of used this as a course of. Um, what to do mainly like we need better armor because those anti-tank guns with armor piercing rounds that the spanish republic forces are using are doing a good job at killing us so yeah there's that um this tank was uh 15 foot feet nine inches long uh seven foot three inches tall and six foot and six foot uh, six foot six inches uh wide Top speed was 24.5 miles per hour. I mean, if I really tried, I could could probably be that one. (laughs) It's going to be a little bit tougher. It had one one cannon and a machine gun. It would crew three. A gunner, a gunner, loader, and commander. A gunner slash loader, commander, and a driver. So what do you think of the Panzer II? It's like pretty similar to Panzer I, right? Pretty similar. Looks kind of design wise, I think it looks cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely more functional, seems yeah. like. And you know, it did. And now I get three dudes. <laughs> yeah. The Panzer three. So this was like the first of like what we'd start to think of as tanks. Like, because what we talked about before was technically a tankette. They were small and they weren't really armed with any heavy artillery. Right. So the Panzer III was pretty much designed to be used as the main battle tank, not main battle tank, medium tank, standard tank of the Germans. Um, and it did well in, in against a poorly equipped Polish army. It was armed with what ranged from uh, seven points with up to 7.5 centimeter guns in later versions. Had top miles at 12 miles per hour. It had eight. It was eighteen feet three inches long, six foot nine inches wide, and eight foot two inches tall. Uh, had a crew of five, including a commander, gunner, loader, driver, and bow machine gunner and radio operator, operator, which was the same guy. And this would be a pretty standard crew. Now these tanks would be pretty effective. However, they start getting pummeled later on, 
And this led to the development of the Panzer IV. This is the Panzer IV off G, I believe. This was a very well version, similar to Panzer III in purpose. It kind of became a very effective main battle tank, essentially. I, I know that's not the proper term, but just to give an idea what, how it was used. Um, it became very effective uh, throughout the war, but however, again, we just start getting problems like uh, the other better equipped tanks, such as the T-34 Mark 42, could start doing damage to it. American tanks that were better armed could, and a lot of flaws that we'll talk about when we get some of the larger tanks. This was 19 feet, 5 inches, including gun length, 9 feet, 9 inches, 5 inches tall, and 8 feet, 8 inches, uh, or sorry, 9 feet, 5 inches tall, wide, 8 feet, 10 inches tall, um, also had two MG MG thirty four machine guns, so you can start saying Tyler like this is a tank. Yeah, that's a big boy, right there. Now this is the Nabafrasar Zog Nabafrasar. Anyway, so this thing was initially built as a tractor, and then again that was done for the peace treaty reasons. Twenty feet, uh, twenty feet and ten inches long. With a nine foot 50, uh, five, 56 inches, or sorry, nine feet five inches wide, and a height and and a height to match that. Crewing six, it was a large tank with armor. Uh, actually, had multiple turrets too. It was one of the last tanks to do this. So basically, it had two pans or two pans or one turrets on it, in addition to its main armor and to seventy five inch. However, they only built five, and it was mainly relegated for propaganda duties. Now we're probably going to talk about a tank even you know of. The Tiger One. Do you know yeah. about the Tiger? Yeah, you've seen this. I mean, like you Fury. Everything I watched. Else. The, I watched that one movie. Yeah, you watched the movie. You watched the Tank movie with Brad Pitt. Yeah, uh, a a good primary source of information. Yes, totally accurate Tank movie. Yeah. So the Tiger One, most famous tank army in the ninety-four-two, saw from <coughs> use in almost every front of the war: Africa, Russia. Western Europe later on after the invasion of France. Some even made it their way into Norway. Two were even attempted to be transported for use by the Japanese army via submarine. I know. Yeah. Um, so this thing was 20 feet, 20 feet, 8.7 inches long, 11 foot, 8 inches wide, and 9 foot, 10 inches tall. The crude five, which is pretty standard for what we know, armed with the legendary 88, which was a pretty much a heavy cannon originally built as an anti-air gun, funny enough, but acted very good at opening tanks up. So and then two MG42. So now on paper, it was a good tank. And we're gonna talk about this. So this is gonna be like a diversion. German tanks get a little more credit than they should be. Um, they were big, they were impressive, they functioned you know, that, but you know, they had this big gun. But unfortunately, people think tanks have too much of like I'm playing World of Tanks or War Thunder, and my tank works best on these maps specifically designed for using tanks, which isn't inaccurate, Tyler. Like, what are some factors you think that could affect tanks? Um in in, in what way? environmentally manufacturing oh, yeah. wise so some some tanks are probably wise. gonna have a tougher time like if it like, i mean like i guess if it's like even the, the real world but like in video games i guess like some 
some tanks are definitely going to have a tougher time getting through uh, either like pits or ravines or even like tight, tight spaces. Uh, so that's probably going to be one thing. Um, also, depending on how thickly armored and what your enemies got, your tank might be actually tank or kind of just like blow up. Um, it also depends on the kind of gunner you have. And yeah. the range of the opponent. Like, and like if, if your opponent's like far away yeah. and you got a good but like gun in for real that, life, obviously, cool. like there's a lot of factors. Like, let's talk about Germany in World War II. How was Germany doing supply-wise, Tyler? At what point in the world in the war? Let's get 1942 when they start building this. 1942. Um like there's no going back. They are at war on three fronts. Yeah. They are being bombed every day by Americans. They have they will pretty yeah. much never match land forces on Britain. And they have this an is, angry Stalin on the other side with his giant red army. And that Britain and British Americans have started showing up in Africa. Shit they is are not going downhill. Um, yeah. especially once they once they got into Russia and all their shit started freezing. Yeah. And but they just kept sending more people and more stuff over there. And it's was not a good time uh they were doing pretty hot in like the first couple years but after a certain point it's all downhill until their inevitable defeat yeah so that so let's talk about the big trials of the tiger first off the tiger was huge it was impractical to move hard to move and big it was an easy airborne target two um, its weight would contribute to, as you mentioned in Russia, in addition to those freezing winters, what happens when all that snow and ice melts? Mm. It's a bad time for everybody involved. Yeah, it gets very muddy and marshy, and suddenly those tanks don't move so well. It's, yeah, it, and also the the not only does it is it like slow it down, but also mm-hmm. all the mud gets like up Everywhere. in all the compartments. Mm-hmm. and everything like that yeah and this tank was already prone to severe engine problems which made them incredibly hard to fix in the field sometimes leading the tankers to just abandon them up in the field um in the end of the war they were only build, able to build 1347 tigers that were hard to maintain hard to repair and hard to build america built almost 50,000 shermans in world war ii just Shermans. That's a lot of Sherman. That's not accounting for all the anti-tank tanks, anti-tank guns, and other tanks we built during the war. And I want to get this back. So the fun story about the Panzer IV and III. So you can look at them. They're pretty practical in terms of size compared to the Tiger II, right? Yeah. So when they invaded France, they actually had trouble fighting the French Chartus, which was a very large tank with a very powerful armament. But however, what made them good is they were able to outmaneuver and outflank as well as coordinate with using their early radios that the French didn't have, like strategies to beat them. The Tiger One had radio. It was fairly fast, but the problem was Shermans could often outmaneuver them and over and outnumber them. Um, there was 37 Shermans built for every one Tiger. God damn. It was just an impractical thing to build. Resource-wise, it took up too many resources. It was incredibly impractical. So, yeah. 
Then you had things like the Panther, which was developed to be the new medium tank of Hitler's army. Enveloped in 1943 to combat the heavier Russian tanks, such as the T-34, uh, this particularly the Mark 42 tank. Um, actually, Tyler, do you know where you'll remember this tank from? Remember when we watched huh. that Russian tank movie for the old podcast? Yeah. Yeah, this was the bad guy tank. What was that movie called? Was that, was that like T-34? T-34. T-34. Yeah. That was a good um, movie. Yeah, so now facing a two-front war, um, the Germans were looking for a new medium tank to beat some of the heavier tanks because they were now However, resource they these tanks, the Panther, saw tons of technical problems, like tons of them. <clears throat> uh, same with the Tiger, same problems with the Tiger, engines breaking all the time, freezing up, getting clogged, things like that. Throwing a track would be a nightmare. They required a lot, you know, very prepared crews that they did not have at the time because they've also lost a lot of men and had to turn out a lot of men at this point. 5,000 were built, so not a lot. So this thing overall was 22 feet, 6 inches long, uh, with 28 with its gun forward, 10 feet, 9 inches uh, in width, in, in width uh, 11 feet with its armor skirts, and was 9 feet, 10 inches tall. It's a big tank. Like This is not like a medium tank, because if you remember, the Panzer IV was a lot smaller. This is gonna sound really stupid, mm-hmm. but um, when I first saw the pan, like the name, the Panther on the slide, mm-hmm. I immediately thought, I'm like, yo, did whoever named this want to say Panzer, but they had a lisp? Oh my god, I know, like that's a joke, but I hope that's <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, hey, Hans, what should we call this? The Panther? You mean pan? You mean Panzer? No, I mean Panther. I mean Panther. Yeah, the I Panther. Mean Panther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, these things, I lo- like, I actually like how this tank looks. I think it's a cool looking tank. Oh, it looks cool. The French actually used them up until 1949 after the war. So there was some, it, it was a fairly passable tank, but yeah. Then, quick side note, there's the Porsche Tiger. Uh, they you didn't the choose this one, but it had hybrid electric engines that would burn out going uphill or doing anything that was too strenuous on it. So, yeah, there's just a side note. The Elephant, built from the chassis of the Porsche Tiger, uh, was built with a massive 88 anti-tank gun, uh, and it was intended to be somewhat of a tank buster. They did have one slight flaw with it. Oh, so first off, this tank was 26 feet long, nine feet nine inches tall and 11 feet one inch wide so you want to hear what the fatal flaw was what is this thing's fatal flaw there was no machine gun ports originally on this tank when they first what the hell so they had to reinstall that you don't know why that's bad yet do you i i can i can figure why that's bad so uh, Russians would take advantage of this and just run on top of them and like yeah. pour gasoline on top and burn the crew alive like, like you can't like swivel that giant gun if somebody's just gonna be like right next to you and just climb up on top. It's like, hold on, wait, don't move yet. I gotta turn around. Okay, then yeah. do your thing. Ninety-one were ever built, and um, yeah, not a great vehicle. Uh, they did later retrofit them with crew ports. 
or machine gun ports. So yeah. And I then realized the, it was a stupid idea. Yeah. The Tiger 2, an even bigger Tiger tank. Um, a large tank, um, uh, unlike any other tiger uh, tank built. Uh, it was huge. This thing was fucking massive. It was 24, three inches feet. <clears throat> uh, sorry. It's length, it had a length of uh, 20, uh, th- uh, 24, three inches, um, 38, three feet, including its gun, a width of 12, point, uh, 12 feet, 3.8 inches, and a height of 10 feet, two inches. Oh, sorry, 33 was its length. I, I forgot. I, I t- retyped something earlier. Yeah, so this was a 30 foot, three, a 33 foot long tank. It was huge. It was fucking, you can see that's a guy sticking his head out the top there in the pit. In the it's drain. A big boy. Yeah. And it was armed with a, another 88 and had very good armor, except for a problem. At this point in the war, a lot of the shit was being built by slave labor. Oh. So there was sabotage going on. So a lot of times parts and armor would falter and just some of the armor like wouldn't work because like they couldn't like really smelt metal pot properly anytime at the time. So it's kind of a 50-50 how strong your armor was at the time. You're really, uh, really making a gamble and every time you bring they, this boy out. Yeah, and they took up a lot of everything. They burned a ton of fuel. They needed a ton of metal to make and they took days and like almost a month to build they didn't build a lot of them by the time the war ended i think they only turned out a few hundred oh and by the way past here everything's going to be really stupid like this was the last thing you can make an argument for i'm here for the stupid the jag tiger ew i hate (laughs) this thing this thing was basically a moving artillery piece so equipped with the pack 44 which was an artillery gun it was a ridiculous vehicle. It was 34, 30, built on the chassis of a Tiger II. It was 34 feet, 11 inches long, 11 foot, 10 inches wide, and 9 feet, 2 inches tall. Required two loaders to load its massive rounds, uh, two drivers in order to drive it properly, and a command and a, and a commander and, gun, and, and driver, and a commander and gunner. So, uh, what do you think of this massive, stupid thing? God, it's ugly. Yeah. And also needing two drivers to drive it properly. Yeah. Now, these things were notoriously bad. Um, they would break down. In fact, the joke was that they were, like, they, they were only good for repair units. And there was a Panzer Hunter unit created using only them, but they barely saw combat. And I think of the 80 tanks in that unit, they'd only ever really have four of them regularly well operating. Oh. <coughs> yeah. Not a good ratio. No. Anyway, there's this thing, the Strum Tiger. Tyler, anything you noticed on the first image, two images about how big this thing is? Um, Besides the fact that the guy in the first picture kind of looks like Doug Walker. No. It's not true. We're not thinking about that. It's over. I don't have to. It's over. Um, well, uh, oh boy, have I given this, Tyler PTSD? Um, th- this tank looks like he's uh more of a grower. <laughs> um, it, it does have a kind of short, snubby barrel. Um, let's talk about why that barrel looks so funny. So, Bill and the Jazzy of, uh, of the Tiger, the Strum Tiger was intended to destroy fungus. It was twenty feet seven inches long. 11 foot 9 inches wide 
and nine foot, foot four inches tall. It was armed with a 380 millimeter rocket launcher converted from a depth charge launcher. The round was a, was as long as a four foot 11 inches long, weighing 276 pounds, requiring two men and a crane to load the cr- to load the crew actually had to get out of the tank to load each round into the barrel of this tank oh my god that's so could you imagine the rock paper scissors shoe round of who had to go out and reload the tank in the middle of bat combat in the middle of a tank battle you'd have to get out and reload it yeah and given given that barrel's size i imagine they only used it in the cold so it'd probably (laughs) be very uncomfortable for those for those tank operators to go out there so this actually did see combat guess where it's all combat where did it see combat the warsaw uprising oh (laughs) yeah yeah so basically it was good at killing like people who were basically unarmed um and even then not great but yeah look at the size of the round four foot 11 inches 270 pounds it's 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 interesting because i look at the round and i'm Mm -hmm. like damn that's a big boy and then i look at the barrel and i have secondhand embarrassment (laughs) jesus grace you are on the small barrel jokes aren't you (laughs) And it will, and it, like you see how wide it is compared to every other barrel we've looked at. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I, I was giving you opportunity to say a joke. You didn't. All right. No, I was, I was thinking about it, and I was trying, uh, but I'm just like, maybe it's best that one stays in my head. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound like a good joke. <laughs> Anyway, this is the mouse. So the mouse was 33 feet long, 12 feet wide, 12 feet point two feet wide, 11.9 feet tall, armed with a 128 millimeter gun, a 75 millimeter gun, and a an MG34 machine gun. This thing had two tank barrels on it. Wait, is 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 there like a big one and a tiny one? Yeah. If you look close, okay, it's kind of it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, this is a very grainy image. So this was the biggest tank ever built. They only ever built two of them, and they were stupid big. They would have required a ground a, a crew a, a crew of six again, and they would have been so large that they only actually ever managed to build two and barely com- completed building them. Um, and this basically would they were so slow it would have been just a field day for any crewman to destroy. They also would have had to do a special chain system to get them across bridges because no bridge could actually support its weight. Where one would have to go underwater, while be, the other one was pumping air into it, get across the wet river to which then the other one would do the same thing. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, imagine like having to cross the river in a tank underwater. What the? F- yeah, you started to realize it's, the- it's it's like they make them this stupid on purpose. You started to realize why the Germans lost the war. I mean, there's a little, there's plenty of other reasons, uh, but it's no surprise. Um, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of people that are just like. I know there's like a lot of what if scenarios like, oh, what if they wouldn't? And I'm like, okay, that the chances of that ever actually happening, except for like, I guess if they won very early, so slim. 
And like the way you're talking, it's just like, okay, they have one genocidal country if they win. Because like they were hanging on for dear life for a while. Even at the beginning of the war, they didn't have a fully mechanized army. They were still using, like, I was going to save this to talk about at the end, but they, they were still using horses to draw some of their ammunition. Right. Anyway, so now let's get really stupid with tanks they never built. <clears throat> the rat. Thank God they never cruiser. touched this one. I hate Why? it already. <laughs> Why? Just based off the name? Dude, that looks like the that looks like the fucking thing that the Jawas had in like, the sand crawler. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking Jawa sand crawler. You also just love the tiny the tank looking like a tiny munchkin in front of it, and then like realizing that like that tank would have been is one of the big heavy. That's a Jag Tiger. That's like it's about to roll over. Another Star Wars reference, but that was the that that's also the thing that they were like carrying the droids in on and fucking Naboo. Yeah, <laughs> except it's so much bigger and dumber. So it would have been a massive. Hitler thought it was a great idea, by the way. Oh, of course, we're going to listen to Hitler's great ideas because he has so many of those. Anyway, so 280 millimeter battleship guns. So basically they took a battleship and got, um, yeah, four 124 anti-air guns and an additional 125 millimeter gun because, you know, fuck that guy. Um, The tank would have been 115 feet long. Um, 400, uh, sorry, it would have been 46 feet wide and 36 uh, six feet tall. Ew. And would have required a crew of up to 41. Oh my God. So, a lot of men. Um, Tyler, where do you think some problems you could have with a tank called the Land Cruiser? Well. First of all, also for before we get there, what do you think its top speed was projected to be? Um, fast enough that I can still outrun it. Twenty-five miles per hour, powered by eight U-boat engines. Never mind, I can't outrun that one. <laughs> uh, I do love that any of you like tried to run next to it. So yeah, well, some problems. See, the thing is, it's so long that I'd be winded if I if I <laughs> if it was if it was uh stationary, didn't move a single time. If I started at the butt of the tank and tried to run to the end, I don't think I would make it. I do love the image of you getting winded trying to run laps around this thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going to happen. I wouldn't make a single lap around it. It's so, like, unpractically large. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Like, you need uh, one airplane, and you don't, <laughs> you don't even need to aim. Supposedly, there was per- per versions of it that were supposed to be able to launch a small airplane off the back. There's also cool. There's also guess. another version of it that had two uh, extra guns that was like basically the turrets from the mouse, which okay. was already big and stupid. Anyway, though, um, Tyler, what are some problems you could see with a tank this large? Again, uh, would not be very difficult for a plane to just like drop something on it because mm-hmm. it's so big. It doesn't really have to be very precise. Um. Yeah, because she's she's a hungry girl, probably consumes a lot. Eight U-boat engines. Yeah. So, the amount of she uh, eats as many as eight U-boats. That's that's, that's I don't insane. know what that is, but yeah, an odd metric to go by. But I, <laughs> I, I did feel like typing out the real the long German name. No, so, gl- thank g- good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Um, also, I, uh, yeah, basically would have been so some other problems. No bridge could support this. Just no bridge. Most ground or roads can support it, and most railroad, there's no train that could have moved this thing. So it would have somehow had to crawl to whatever battle, and battle's over by like what happened the time it gets there. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so imagine this thing dry, like. And also, the resources required to build it, Germany would never have. Yeah. No, it's actually. <laughs> this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Oh god, yeah. How like it's like something a kid would come up with, right? Like you draw, like when you're in board in class, you'd be like drawing this and like on your like sketchbook, right? Like a giant tank that like could eat other tanks, basically. Right. I mean, it makes sense that Hitler was a fan of this idea. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, he really so- is like the the edgy guy and that never grew out of his edgy phase and he's he's kind of just like mentally stuck in that yeah. era so the last tank the p1500 monster any first impressions based off of images alone uh, keep in mind on that bomb picture that has a tiger 2 next to it which we have established is massive Yo, like that the inside of that pro like you could have like a basketball court in there. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. <laughs> so um tank was bigger than uh, was bigger than any tank armed with a massive 800 millimeter gun or 600 mil more or 600 millimeter mortar. This weapon would have been been uh, confer- conferred railroad artillery pace and would have almost been 12 feet tall. Man, you could really... Like, I, like what, what were they so, thinking sorry, was going to happen? Wrong. The shell these? would have been 12 feet tall standing, standing up next to you. Like, do, do they build them this big for, like... They never build An intimidation like, factor... I mean, railroad artillery kind of worked because it could travel farther than like most other artillery, but it was big and we'll get into some of the problems. So it was 82 feet long, 42 feet wide, and uh, had a height of 27 feet. And its max speed, 4.3 miles per hour. Okay, that one I can beat. Yeah, it had a crew of 100 plus. Oh my gosh, dude, like you got a whole whole ass hotel in there. <laughs> yeah, loading the shells itself would have required multiple vehicles. The shells would have been transported on a separate vehicle. It would have required several other t- tanks just to protect it, as well as like an anti-air battery around it at all times. So, so- first off, as you could guess, like you guessed the rat, it would have been an easy target for any RAF U.S. Air Force th- bomber to hit. Right. So, I'm just trying to figure out what like the rationale behind these things are. It's bigger, Tyler. Um, yeah, but like the other thing about it is again supplies. It's just again, it would have been too fucking big. What were they think they were gonna get? Like, what did they think they would get accomplished with these? I, I, you know what, I don't know. 
because everything they want it to do can be achieved with the other tanks that they already made. This mm-hmm. one's just bigger, takes up way more materials, takes up way more manpower, and it's just so much more of a liability. If you need a tank that's got a gun, you have tanks that got guns already. Yep. Do you need a... <laughs> Do you need a fucking tank with full amenities too, with like a bed, bath, and breakfast? Yeah. On the inside. So, Tyler, this is the end of our podcast. It's a short one, but me and you have had a rough last two weeks, obviously. Uh, understatement. Um, so, before we go, let's just talk. So, Germany could never sustain a victory because just supplies were never an option. They barely had enough fuel. Like at the end of the war, tanks would just run out and be, be abandoned. Right. Um, you know, if they had one, they wouldn't have been able to sustain their empire long enough and their regime would have crumbled anyway. Yeah. And like, what's victory look like then for they hold France and Poland? They would never have successfully taken Russia. They couldn't get across to Britain at any time. No. Victory would have been impossible for them. No, like <laughs> they were just on this huge fucking ego trip that they're like, let's flex on the entire world, and didn't even th- didn't think it through. Yeah. Now, it's, uh, it's it also the other thing is just like they were barely mechanized in the invasion of Poland. They were still using horses and bicycles to transport troops. Right. So, for a long time, they weren't even allowed to make, they weren't even allowed to, like, militarize themselves. Yeah, I mean, when we do an they, episode about dumb German airplanes, which we will, we um, we will. Now, the other thing I wanted to say about this episode, this episode was a test run, and uh, this is kind of, like, the type of stuff we'd be putting out on our Patreon. You'll get more of our long-form episodes on our normal content, because we're going to be getting back to doing that pretty soon. We just had a weird couple of weeks like movie reviews and stuff but you get episodes like this where me and tyler talk about something and it's like really spitballing this and you get video so this will go on our temporary youtube channel and this will also be turned into a podcast version but eventually once we get our patreon up and going we'll be putting out bonus content like this so this is kind of a sneak preview i guess yeah podcast folks i'm sorry you can't see this wonderful powerpoint that mclean has yeah but, I mean, you can go on YouTube and look at there. Go watch start, it on YouTube. I'm going to start uploading our episodes on YouTube, too. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, Tyler, any final thoughts on all these wonderful German stupid tanks we looked at? Um, no, this is all very on-brand. And I can't, I can't say I'm surprised by any of it, but it's still, like, it's still, like, shocking to see. <laughs> Like every every single tank that I see, and I could see like the gears turning in a Nazi brain, and why I'm like, oh, this is why I think this is a good idea. I'm not convinced just... that there was a spy who was just like, hey, you want to hide on the war and put like a napkin drawing of the rat? I got them to spend time on this thing. You know, honestly, if if that turned out to be true, wait, I think I'm actually wait. A... That's a joke I heard on the Lions Led by Donkeys podcast that I thought it was original, but it's not. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, boy. I Anyway, go check out Lions Led by Donkeys. They did an episode like this. It's a good episode. They have smarter people on that podcast. Yeah. Um, no, but like I'm convinced like there was some spy, and I agree with them because they said that. Um, 
that like there must have just been spies who were like hey i'm gonna have hitler believe in this giant bat where i'm putting wheels on the battleship will work that's a great movie idea just like the spies whose idea whose job it was to convince hitler that like he could get this shit work write that screenplay <laughs> write that down <laughs> fantastic like, idea for a film it's like everybody talking what'd you do in the war oh uh, I, uh, I i sneaked out these cipher codes some guy walks over i told hitler i could build a ufo and he fucking believed it you could just walk in and tell that guy anything you probably could that's the thing (laughs) you probably could uh hitler got a lot done but I, I I never really perceived he's he's like charismatic I guess but I've never really perceived him as the brightest fella out there. Yeah. And I know no. he was into a lot of weird shit that like if you if you could like talk to him and like convince him you probably would have been he would have believed you. I mean Himmler, his second in command, believed in the occult. Right. And I mean like I know there's a huge misconception about like. Uh, Hitler's beliefs in that kind of stuff, and but his second in command believed it, believed in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his second in command believed like, yeah, like there's obviously an Ark of the Covenant that we can use to destroy the uh, the our enemies. Mm-hmm. And like I, I know like the like the quest for like, uh, uh like the super soldier and wonder weapons is that all like stuff that like people really like to ham up in fiction and stuff and it's cool to think about but it's, it's not it's like very greatly overstated in a lot of fictional stuff but that doesn't that doesn't mean that kind of thing isn't off the table for Hitler from what i understand and but anyway i really <laughs> this is all every everything i've seen is uh Kind of embarrassing, but also very on brand. I just, I just can't wrap my head. I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about military stuff and tanks and weapons and stuff. But then I'll be the first to admit that that's an area of history that I, I totally gloss over because that's not really what I'm super interested in. But I just like I, <laughs> I can't. So I can't pretend I know a lot about how this these things works. But I'm just like, even I. Yeah, and like this simple like, fool. Listen, there are people who do in-depth looks at tanks. Some of them are just pretty much Nazis. Um, look at their comments. And I mean, we're not like we're not gonna be that podcast. We're not gonna tell you about like the engineer and make, but we're gonna tell you that this shit was stupid. Like, we're not smart guys. I mean, I spent a semester in mechanical engineering and I know this shit was stupid. I didn't do that, and I know this shit's stupid. Um I think I mean it it's it's there are people that this is their job. <laughs> this is their role in the military and they get this and this is how this is what they come up with. And I'm like I'm not saying I can come up with be- better cuz I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about either. But I could also see the very obvious glaring flaws here. Yeah, so we'll be back again next week. Tyler, any uh, any uh, any final thoughts? No. Which of these uh, tanks was your favorite? Um, but 
I'm I like the I like the Panzer one because it was cute. <laughs> um, I I kind of like the Panther. I like the Jag Panther, which is a modified version of it to be assault gun. But yeah, the uh the uh Panther one, small tank. All right, that is all for this episode of The Outliers. Join us again next time and we do something.